Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Tell your neighbors, time to upgrade. Who wants an upgrade? I say, who wants an upgrade in this place? You see, 2 Corinthians 5.17, a scripture that we're pretty familiar with, or you should be familiar with, that says, therefore, if anyone, say anyone, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Somebody say, I'm new. The old, somebody say the old, the old is gone and the new has come. How many here are looking for something new for 2020? Come on, somebody. Come on, it has to be in a shout right now. It has to be in your spirit right now. It has to be in an anticipation that, you know what, I'm looking for something new. I want to be someone new. God doesn't want to change you to be weird or, or something that you're not. But how many know that, you know what, I, I, need, a, I need a, the new me has to come out. How many know that some of us, were holding some things in? Come on, somebody. Some of us, we have not let out our whole of who we are in God. Because we're of fear. The enemy lies to us. And, and there's, there's things that stop us from stepping out in, in God that, that you'll look foolish or, or whatever it is, if you act that way or what, whatever it may be. But there's something that inside of each one of us that wants, needs to come out. Something new has to come out. And God wants to do this because if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Now, the, the old is gone. The old way of thinking, whatever's happened in your past is gone. Don't let that stop you. Don't let past failures stop you. you got to step into the new and take chances and challenges that God is giving us because you'll never grow unless you step out. You'll never know unless you step out. you got to go. And the thing that you need to step out is to the unknown. See, we're comfortable with the things that we know. It's to the unknown that God wants to take us out. It's to that extra step of faith that you need to step out. For some of us here, we need to just start trusting again. Come on. People are burned you so bad, amen, that, that you don't trust anybody, even if that person is a good person. And so that stops us. And for some of us, we need to start, take a step out and step out with wisdom and then guard your heart. Can somebody say amen? But if you're a new creation, the old is gone and the new has come. How many are ready to say goodbye to 2019? Hallelujah. Come on. For some of us, you're like, man, we want to leave in October. Hallelujah. We want to, some of us, we want to leave right in February. Man, we're checking out already, amen. Things have hit. How many get been hit this year? Come on, come on, been hit. Enemies just been hit you, amen. Uh, you've been standing up, you get up, and you're still here, but man, you've been rocked. Anybody been rocked in 2019? Come on, it's just, it's not good sometimes when things are just coming at you. But through all that, God was still telling you, what? Be still. And see, some of us, we weren't being still. Some of us, we were taking matters into our own hands. Some of us, amen, we weren't patient enough to wait on God. And God throughout the year would say, you know what? Things are going to hit your life. And guess what? Things are still going to hit your life. It does not get easier, church. It does not get over. All you do is get stronger. Come on, somebody. You get stronger and you're able to make your stands in God because when you, God takes us from battle to battle, but what? From victory to what? Victory. Glory to glory. And so the thing is, you got to learn how to fight 
in the battle, in that storm. You have to learn how to fight where you're at right now. Come on. You cannot complain when you're walking in the valley of death. You cannot complain in the darkness, amen. You need to shout, amen, that God can shine light on you even in the midst of darkness. You've got to stay faithful. Somebody say, stay faithful. Let me tell you, wherever season you're in, God's with you. You may not feel him, you may not sense him, but I'm here to let you know he's right there. He'll never leave you, the Bible says, or forsake you. He's always right there, and when you call on him, he'll always show up. I said he'll always show up. Jesus, boom, he's right there. He is there. The thing is, we don't shout. We don't call out. Come on, and all you do, if you don't shout or you don't call out, guess what? You'll stay in your darkness. But in the midst of darkness, you'll find, you'll find, you'll, you'll, he'll, he'll put his hand on your shoulder and say, I'm right here, son. Come on, I'm right here, daughter. Don't, 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 don't panic. We'll get through this. And, and, and all of a sudden, hope just starts to rise up. See, if we want to embrace this new, if we want a better 2020, better vision, as my wife was saying, I'm going to run with that. Hey, hey. That was good, amen. Hallelujah. 2020. I think 20. Yeah. I say, man, that's good. Messed up my whole banner now. <laughs> no, it, it goes with the banner, amen. But if we're going to embrace this new, how many know that we're going to have to let go of some old? Come on. The, the old of 2019 can't go into 2020, church. Come on. The, the, the frustrations of 2019 cannot go into 2020. Come on, the, the, the hurts and the and whatever trial you went through, you cannot take it into 2020. Now, if there's concerns, I'm not saying to not lack a, or not be concerned on the issues you're going, but you're going to have to go with a better attitude in 2020. Come on, somebody. God wants to do something new in you, and with the new comes changes and better ways. But you need an upgrade. You need an upgrade. Tell your neighbor, you need an upgrade. How many have one of these? How many have iPhones? Right? Every, every now and then, what do, you, what do they send you? Updates, right? Updates to something new, something faster, improvement, whatever it is. Amen. It's really an upgrade. They want to upgrade your phone to something different inside there, something that will be a little easier, to run a little smoother, amen, make things a little better, amen. But how many know that you have to press a button in order to receive it? You have to press what? The accept button. I accept this. There's things that you read that nobody reads, right? And we press accept, right? Some of you guys don't want to press accept. Come on, we don't, we don't want to accept. We don't want to update because we're, 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 we're comfortable with the features that we have. Even though those other features look cool because did you get the upgrade or the update on it, man? Ain't it quicker? Look how easy it is. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Boom, boom. And I don't know. Too many, too many swipes now. Or I, I, I'm not used to that. And so people don't want to do the upgrade, amen, because they don't like change. But if you want better features, come on, if you want the newest things, you're going to have to accept the new to upgrade to the better. I said you're going to have to accept the new, and you're going to have to upgrade for the better. See, the definition of upgrade is this. It means to increase. It means to rise or improvement. How many need an improvement in your life? 
Come on. How many need an increase? How many need a financial increase? Come on. How many want to rise in your spirit? You need to upgrade. Hallelujah. Come on. You got to upgrade. Somebody say upgrade. You're going to have to upgrade. Uh, see, when you upgrade, there's, there's times that, that you upgrade and it doesn't cost you nothing. You ever got one of those upgrades? I remember going to a conference, amen, a, a world conference, and we went to Phoenix, and they ran out of rooms. I guess we got there too late or whatever, and I reserved the room, and we're like, uh, we don't have a room, but we're preparing the room. And I said, that's okay. And he goes, we're going to upgrade you. And I said, it better not cost me nothing. And he goes, no, it's, it's free. The upgrade's free. And what it was, it was like a suite, right? Was it? Wasn't it? It was a one, two-bedroom suite. I had a living room, fireplace, kitchen. And I was like, wow. And so we were writing people to our room. Oh, what do you got? Oh, we got an upgrade. Come over here. <laughs> and it feels good to get an upgrade that does not cost you anything. But in most cases, uh, upgrades are going to cost you. Come on, uh, it's going to cost you something, amen. Uh, if you ever bought a new car uh, or bought a house that says you like some upgrades, and you're like, wow, those are cool upgrades. This is how much it costs. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down there. Maybe we can take care of that one off, and we don't really need that one. So we like the upgrades. We like the things that we see and the improvements that we get, but no one wants to pay. And this is where most people stop. It's going to cost me? I have to work at it. I have to learn. I have to understand. And we start to think, well, I'm all right. I'm all right, Pastor. I don't need no upgrade. I got to work at my marriage. I mean, I got to come on Saturday mornings to pray for my marriage. It's okay. I don't want to upgrade. I'll, like, I'll just, just settle for this. I won't press the accept button on that one. It's going to cost me. Now, see, it's time. To stop being cheap or being lazy and pay the price and get off your butt and upgrade. Hallelujah. Come on, it's time to upgrade. Come on, we we, we want so many things and, and the upgrades of God, uh, the things that are in the word of God. Amen. We want the promises uh, and the upgrades uh, that God has for us, but we have to accept. Amen. And no one's upset because it costs you something. It costs you to serve better. It costs you to lay down better. It costs you to give better. It costs you, amen. There's a cost to the upgrades. As soon as that's announced, well, we don't want to pay for the upgrades. We We don't want to pay the price. And yet we complain throughout the year. God this, God that, pastor this, pastor that. I get it too. I'm the blame for your problems. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> no, everything is on you. I'm here to give you upgrades. I'm here to show you the upgrades. I'm here to improve your lifestyle. I'm here to bring a rise inside of you. I'm here to bring an increase, amen. I'm here as a vessel of God to bring some improvement into your life. But you have to do something that's going to cost you. The thing is, you're cheap. And you're lazy. It's the truth. I'm here to, I'm here to tell the truth and shame the devil. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm not here to water down anything for you guys. The things that I do is because I love you. 
Sometimes it may not, not, may not feel like love, but it is love. Because I want the best for you. I want the best for your marriage. I want the best for your children. I want the best increase in your, in your life. I want your finances to be blessed. I want you to be blessed and, and say, you know what? It, it, it costs me to be where I'm at. Come on, you look at my life and you may say, well, that's a blessed man. Yeah, but it costs me. It costs me and God bless me. And I, and I, and I stay faithful because he's faithful to me. Let me tell you, there, you don't see the days where I show. You don't see the time that we're barely making. You didn't see those times, but I stood faithful, amen. I kept, kept giving. I kept trusting God. And God kept doing the upgrades in my life. I paid the price. You see the finished product, but you don't see how I got here. And I st I'm still going on the road. I don't show my struggle to you. I don't show this. I trust in God. I'm still always. I'm still in his presence, amen. Yes, I feel, I hurt, just like you do. I just trust God. You see, this, this side right here is a little better than sitting on the side of moping and mad and frustrated and angry and blaming. And, uh, uh, uh. Oh, my. Come on, I see you guys. I mean, I, I don't understand that if, if somebody is new in Christ uh, and he's a new creation in God and, and the old is gone and the new, I don't see on one Sunday you can walk in, smile on the other side. And I can see you going through a struggle. I can see that sometimes something's really hitting your life, but it should not rip you off from worship. It should not uh, stop you from not clapping your hands. It should not stop you from giving what belongs and rendering to God what belongs to God. It should not stop you in that because if you can get back into that, then maybe some joy can get back inside of you. It's time to upgrade. It's going to cost you. Tell your neighbor, it's going to cost you. It's time to upgrade in 2020, church. Look at what Matthew chapter 9, verse 16 says. I'm going to use this scripture to, to kind of help us out here as we go into 2020. It says, besides, who would patch an old clothing on new cloth? For the new patch will shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving a bigger tear than before. Let's look at this scripture here and see what Jesus is really talking about. He's saying, don't, don't, don't sew a new patch of clothing over a hole, uh, old clothing that has a hole in it because it's going to tear and it's going to make the, the hole bigger. Now, you can look at this. Is, is Jesus here giving us a sewing class? No. Let's read the next verse and try to get an understanding of what he's trying to say here. Verse 17 says, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the new skins will burst from its pressure, spilling the wine and, and ruining the skin. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. Okay, now Jesus went from teaching us how to sow to how to preserve wine. So is he saying if we drink wine, we're better sowers? No. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, I don't understand why. You see, let me, let me give you a little history. Back in the day, amen, wine was not kept in glass bottle. It was not kept in a glass bottle. There was no bottling companies back then. So they would use goat skins that were tightly sewn around the edges, amen, and, 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 and a water seal uh, 
bag. And so what they do is they would put new wine that was still fermenting, which means it was still expanding with gases, just like yeast with bread expands. They would pour into the new uh, into wineskins, causing it to stretch. Therefore, new wine has to be put into what? New wineskins. See, after new wine is aged, the, the, the stretched skin would, would burst if more new wine is poured into that. Because in time, the skin will become hard and become brittle. So new wine that was still fermenting would be poured into old wineskins, causing the skin to burst, losing both the skin and the wine. You understand? So Jesus, what Jesus is saying here, that, that he didn't come to patch up uh, 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 or pour new into old. See, he didn't come to pour into the old religious system of Judaism uh, with all his traditions and anything like that. His purpose was to bring something new. He came to offer a new message of hope. Uh, he came to bring the good news. Amen. Uh, see, Jesus came with an upgrade. Jesus came with an upgrade, amen. Uh, come on, uh, that forgiveness uh, is offered for anyone through Jesus, amen, and they can be reconciled back to God again, amen, through the new. But this new way was not accepted. People were not pressing that accept button. They did not want the upgrade. They did not want the change, amen. This good news didn't fit into their old legalistic system of religion. It caused them, church, listen, to burst into fights and arguments. So they plotted to what? Kill him. We're going to take him out. This new system, we don't want this. We're used to the old ways. But a new fresh start is needed. What is needed today is for people to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, this message will always remain new because it must be accepted and applied in every generation. To this generation, Christ is new. Really, there's not a lot of people that know Jesus. Come on, something has happened, amen, unless you grew up in the church, amen, but kids are not going to church today. Why? Because parents are not going to church. It doesn't fit into their ways. It doesn't fit into their traditions. It doesn't fit into the way of life. So what it does when church is involved or the mention of church or a mention of Christ, it breaks out into argument. It breaks out into, into fights when you try to pour this new into the old generation. And it will affect generations to come. Have you ever witnessed to someone who knows nothing about God? They become what? Defensive. They're very argumental. Ah, they, they, it's just like, and they don't really know nothing. It's just an argument. Or even inviting someone to church causes ar arguments. Come on, why? Because they don't want to embrace the new. I invited some co-workers, amen, that used to come here. And I told them to come to our, our Christmas Eve service, and they said they're going to be there. But they broke out an argument with their spouse, their boyfriend, whatever it is. I don't want to go there. And they don't want to change. They don't want to embrace the new. And I said, it's just an invitation. We're not telling you to press accept right now. <laughs> it's just an invitation. Just come in. We'll give you a free coffee. <laughs> I mean, it seems like we got to upgrade the thing. We'll, we'll take you out to lunch. I'll go now. 
Seems like we got to beg people by tricking them or, 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 or paying for them to come. That's the only way people come, amen. It, it breaks into argument. It breaks into just disagreement. They don't want to embrace the new. They don't want to be poured into their old. See, when we follow Christ, we must accept as Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ, the new ways to live, new ways to look at people, the new ways to serve God and his church, amen. But there are upgrades always along the way. Come on, there's service after service that we come. Each time we meet, guess what? It's an upgrade. It really is. It's an upgrade. You come, you say, do you accept? No, no, I don't want to do that right now. That's why we have altars, amen. The people who come, you know, when you come to the altar, you're really saying, I accept. I accept that message. I accept what you just said. I accept that. I want that. I want better improvement. I want this in my life. I want. I accept. When you stand back, you're saying, I don't want it. When God is really talking to you and you are standing back, you're just saying, I don't want to change. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. You know? And sometimes I, I, I look at everybody, even though the lights are on, I can't see sometimes. I say, get up there. You get up there. You get up there. And that's usually husbands and wives fighting. And so one of them says, oh, forget it. I'm going up there. And they go, and they'll say, come on. But it doesn't matter, church. Doesn't matter. You are accept today. <laughs> Did you feel the winds of his love right now? There's some upgrades you're going to have to do along the way. You're going to have to accept things. But the thing is, you have to accept it. You can't base it on your spouse. You can't base it on brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. you got to make a decision for yourself because it would be you and God standing. When you stand before God, it's only you. And he's going to say, did you accept my son? And why didn't you change? Why didn't you accept the news? See, I mentioned this today, and I'm using this passage of Scripture because God wants to do some upgrades in this place. Amen. God wants to do something new in your life, but he cannot pour this new wine if your wineskins are still old. If you're still thinking old, if you're still not willing to change, amen, and accept the upgrades for 2020. New wineskins are needed for the upgrade. In order for the new wine to be poured in. Some of us, we're, we're, we're running on some old stuff. I mean, some of you guys are so brittle. I mean, you're leaking. I mean, come on, God's pouring you and you're just leaking out, amen. You don't want to change, amen. You're brittle, you're weird, you're just, yeah, you're just. Some of you guys need some chapstick, amen, hallelujah. (laughs) 
See, they needed some upgrades back then, amen. Uh, when Jesus was walking this earth, and we need some upgrades right now, church. Uh, come on, how many know it's easy to settle in all religious ways or, or routine Christianity or get comfortable where you're serving God? See, a lot of the church has gone, it's got comfortable. They don't want to do it anymore because they don't want the new inside. No, 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 I'm, I'm all right. We don't want to accept nothing. God's bringing challenges into our lives. He wants to do something in your life. He wants to bless you, and he wants you to step out, but we, we don't want to accept. We'd rather settle. We're comfortable. Some of you guys, you know what you guys need to do in 2020? Stop sitting in the chair you're sitting that you normally sit all year long and change chairs. Man, that would blow somebody's mind. Oh, no, no, no. Now you're getting too crazy, Pastor. This is my chair. I pay tithes. See, no, everybody gets, oh, oh, oh. Remember, remember Pastor Neville used to do that? Have us get up and switch and people like, oh. See, some of you have got comfortable. See, you can't really hear the message of God because you're, you're sitting in the same place with the same mindset. For some of you, you're going to have to change seats in 2020 for God to do something in your life. Sit somewhere different. Come on. I'm not coming back. <laughs> Let me tell you, church, whatever you're facing here, you'll face at another church. It doesn't change. The atmosphere would change. It doesn't change, church. God's still dealing with you. God, you're just running. You're walking. All brittle and leaking. You'll walk brittle and leaking at another church. Doesn't change. Unless you change your wineskin. God is saying to us, amen. See, 2020, every year as we start a new year, God is saying, I want to give you a new start, son. I want to give you a new daughter, son, a new start, son, new, new, new start, son. I want, I, want, I want some better things for your life, amen. I want to make some improvements. I want to make some changes. I want to do some upgrades in your life. Upgrades that will help you serve in a new way. Be discipled in a new way. See, this change of chair puts you in a different perspective. See, the problem with that sometimes, too, that you'll change chairs and you'll just complain. You're, you won't be comfortable. I don't like it here. I, 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 don't, like, I don't like standing to the wall too close. I, I, don't, like, I don't like it. We, we come up with excuses even when God wants to do a change. We, God wants to do a change. So you got to accept the change and say, you know what, God, I want you. You know what, 2019 over here wasn't that good for me. God, I'm going to change my perspective. For some of you, you got to move to the front. You're in the back where you can hide. You're dodging the upgrades. Accept, accept. No. It's coming right at you. You go, that was for you, bro. And for some of you, when an altar call comes, you can like sneak out. Come on. Let me tell you, I see everything. Upgrades will help you love each other in a new way. Come on, somebody. We need to love each other better. 
in 2020, church. Come on, let's look at, not at the defects of outside, but let's start to look at the heart of our brothers and sisters and love them, amen, not judge them. Bible says, you know what, take the speck out of your eye before you try to take something out of someone else's eye. 2020, this upgrade will give you new love. See, God is doing something. It's time to upgrade. The change is for us is new. But we're so holding on to the old, the old traditions, the old ways, God, that he cannot pour this new wine. Because when he does, it bursts. Or you leak, like I said. Arguments. Man, Christians are arguing. Brothers are arguing. Fights are there. Things are happening in the church. Amen. We look like the world sometimes in the church. Man, we're talking about each other. Backstabbing. In the church. Because you're still in an old wineskin. It's time to upgrade in 2020. Isaiah 43, 18 says this. 18 and 19, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Some of you guys are still singing songs of your past. Your old blues. Yeah. He backstabbed me. They don't like me. <laughs> don't dwell. Don't hold on to those former things. Verse 19 says, see that I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs up. Do you not perceive it or, or do you not see it? God says, I want to do something in your life. I want to, I want to fix those hidden wounds. He's not disregarding your feelings. He's not disregarding what they did to you. He's not disregarding any of that. He says, let me in and let me fix you. Let me heal you. You're holding on to hurts. You're dwelling on the past. You're holding on to these former things in your life. And God says, I want to do something new inside of you. God is doing something new in this church. But he's telling us to forget the old things. Don't dwell on your past. In other words, don't get comfortable. See, new always brings discomfort. Right? You can get a new sweater and it's like, I like the old one better. My wife got me these new shoes. So I just put them right on right away. I'm going to start to break in the new. I can just say, nah, I got another pair like that. But it's an upgrade. Different style, different look, and I already got many compliments. So I said, thank you. <laughs> it feels good to walk in you. But some of us, we, we can complain that it's not, nah, I don't like it. It's, comfortable. it's not comfortable. It's all, it's all this, oh, I don't like that color. I don't like this. I can, you know, there's so many things that we can even complain in the new because you don't want to change. But God wants to give you an upgrade. God says, I'm doing something new. I want something better for you. How many want better? And we all say we want better, but we don't want to change. So how can change come if we don't want to, if we don't do the things that we need to do to get better? It can't just come like this. It's not just a, you know, come and let me just pray this magic wand. It's done. It's work. It's work. Hi, guy. Chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 says, The new temple, the new church, will be more splendid than the old one. There I will give my people prosperity and peace. The Lord Almighty has spoken. This is what God wants to give you in this new, amen, in this new church. He says, you know what? Don't even dwell on the past successes. 
Don't even dwell on those things that were good times. Don't dwell on that year that, man, that was the best year I ever had. No, God says this, this, this new is going to be better than that. Come on, glory to glory, hallelujah. He says, I want to give you prosperity. How many want some prosperity? Come on, come on. I want to give you some peace. How many want peace? Come on, peace of mind. You cannot buy that. God wants to give you that. God is doing something new that's greater than in this house than any other houses that you may. God's doing something new presently right now. You may not see it. You may not feel it. You may not even smell it. Amen. But he's doing something new. You just need to empty the old ways, and it's time to upgrade. And when you upgrade, church, your spiritual eyes, 2020 vision comes in 2020. Hallelujah. Come on, you are prophesying on my message already. Your eyes are open. Come on. Guys, your eyes are open. See, some of you guys think you see, but you really don't. Your eyes are open. See, sometimes we just see what we want to see. When you allow God to come inside and you start to accept these things of these upgrades, then you start to surely see what God wants to give you. And really realize how selfish we really are. These upgrades to improve you, not only to bless you, but to show you inside what was hidden inside of you. That's why I like the prayer of David. You know what? Seek my heart. Seek me, God. See if you find anything inside me that's not good. I pray that prayer that God, look at my heart. Even though things are all right right now, God, is there still anything that's... That, that sneaked inside of me. There's still something that's inside my spirit that should not be there. God, uh, show me and put me on the path of everlasting. Come on, we have seen the good, we have seen the bad, and we have seen the ugly. Don't look at them right now. Don't look at them right now. Come on, we've seen all that in 2019, church. Things have hit our church. Things are hit our lives. Things have hit our ministry. But uh, I, I'm here to tell you, it's not a PCLV thing. Come on, I, I'm pretty sure there's things going on over there, right? Come on. They can be. They can just say, no, 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 not our church. But they're being honest, right? Come on, it's, not, it's just not a thing that's happening here that we're getting hit. Come on, uh, come on, it's just not things that we're going through. Everyone's going through something. The church of Jesus Christ is going through some battles right now. The enemy is working overtime right now. And things that are going on here, guess what? They're going on in other churches. The enemy is prowling, amen. He's seeking what church to devour. See what happened to the Fiedrichs and the Nevilles with Sister Carrie with his cancer. Come on, church. Yeah, they believed. Yeah, they stood in there. Yeah, they, they spoke it and they did that. But let me tell you. If you really know them, you can call them. They, they, they had moments of frustration. I'm pretty sure that there was times when Anna was angry. Come on, I can tell you, man, that they had some bad days. Come on. Come on. Other churches are getting hit. There's, there's churches that I know that, man, they're going through a season. People are going through a season. It's just not us. It's just not them. Come on, it's everyone, amen. But at the end, what the enemy intended for evil, come on, he changed it for the good, amen. Come on, Sister Carrie is cancer-free, set-free. Why? Because we stood on the upgrades of God, amen, and believe and upgraded our prayer, upgraded our reading, upgraded our trust, upgraded our belief in God, and God came through again. We need to upgrade, church. 
When we as pastors see these things hitting our church or hitting the body of Christ, amen, come on, we have to upgrade our thoughts. Come on, we go through seasons too. Things are hitting us. Things are hitting you are hitting us. You're part of our family. So if you're feeling pain, you're going through a struggle, there's something hitting your family or life, it affects us. And for me, i got to say, God, what's going on? There's times when the enemy's laughing and saying, oh, well, look at you. You're getting, it's just all kinds of lies. And I have to upgrade my thoughts. i got to upgrade and, God, give me some word right now, God. I'm losing it, God. I, I'm not saying I don't love you, but I, I don't know about this right now. i got to upgrade. God, i got to upgrade my prayer life. Amen. I, God, I, help me to upgrade. Help me to pray a little better. Help me to pray more, 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 more specific. God, let me be specific with people. There's needs. Let me pray for that need. Let me lift up that need. When someone says, pray for me, I want to pray for them. I want to say, yeah, okay, you got it. And we never do. I need to upgrade. I need to upgrade my sensitivity. Be sensitive to those around us. To the needs around us, amen. To the things that have happened. Upgrade our thoughts. I have to upgrade and remind. I have to come up here and remind. This is an upgrade. I, I upgrade and remind church, stay faithful. Trust God. Be still. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't give up. Upgrade. I hope that you can leave this place and when you see somebody going through a show, upgrade, bro. Upgrade, sis. Come on. Come on. Let's, I'll accept with you. I'll fast with you. I'll pray for you. Come on, we need to upgrade our, our sensitivity to one another. I'm here for you. Upgrade your faith and stand in it, church. Faith is not believing that God can. It's knowing that he will. The enemy is loose. What's happening in our nation? The enemy is loose. What's going on in our society? The enemy is loose. Amen. The devil is mad. Sometimes we, you think that you're the only one going through it. But others are going through the same thing as well. You may think, like, man, there's nothing happening there, but there's something happening there. Come on. The, the, come on. God's not just picking on you. It's the enemy. We blame everything on God. We blame nothing on the devil. It's time for upgrade. The devil's trying to take away the only things that we have with God at times. And that is faith, hope, and love. Come on, 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says this. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Church, the enemy, if he can take away your faith, he got you. If he can take away your hope, he got you. But if the enemy can take away your love, God's love, he can destroy you. It's the love of God that keeps us together, church. Don't lose your love. The enemy can remove the love of God from you. He will devour you. If he can get you to believe that God doesn't love you, doesn't care for you, he'll take you down. Come on. Don't listen to his lies. He's a big, fat liar. He is. Big, fat liar. And his pants are on fire. And they're hanging on a wire. You can go on and on with that. Amen. Come on. you, got, you got to, He's a liar. 
John 8.44 says, He's always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, he is consistent with his character, for he's a liar and a father of lies. God's word is still true, church. God still remains. John 3.16 still remains. For God so loved the world. He loves you, church. I'm here to say he loves you. The devil says he don't, but I'm here to tell you he does. It's time to upgrade. Romans chapter 5, 8 says this, For God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Colossians chapter 2, 13 and 15 says this, You were once at uh, uh, one time spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were Gentiles without the law, but God has now brought you to life with Christ. God forgave you of all your sins. Uh, he canceled the unfavorable record of our debt with its binding rules and did away with them completely by nailing it to the cross. And on that cross, God freed himself from the power of spiritual rulers and authorities and made a public spectacle of them by leading them as captives in this victory possession. Church, let's not forget what God did on the cross for you. Those nails did not keep Jesus hanging on that cross. His love for you did. That's how much he loved you. He took it and says, I did this for the world. It's time to upgrade, church. Your faith, somebody say faith, hope, love. Upgrade. Just remember when you're going through some hard times, remember this. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, weeping may last for a night, but joy, come on somebody, comes in the morning, hallelujah. Psalms 30, 11 says yeah, that he'll turn your mourning into dancing, hallelujah. Psalms 126, 5 says, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Come on, somebody. The season that you're in is not it. Every dark day, the sun comes out. Every rain, every storm stops. You can remain there. Because you keep yourself there. Or you can keep walking till the sunshine comes back out. Till your face starts to rise up, church. Come on. Weeping lasts for a night. For that season, that moment, whatever you're going through, church. But joy comes in the morning. See, joy doesn't mean when the sunlight comes up. But we're naturally okay in the morning. No, joy is when, you're, when your morning is over. When you're done with your, your, your weeping, when you're done with wherever you're going through, that's when joy will come, church. Isaiah chapter 61 says he gives us a crown of beauty instead of ashes, an oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. This is what God, he, he, God is into the trading business. You give him something and you, you, he'll give you something. You got sadness, he'll give you gladness. Amen. Uh, come on, you got mourning, he'll give you joy. There's, there's a trade with God. You can trade your sorrows. Just like that song, right? I'm trading my sorrows for the joy of the Lord. Uh, you trade some things. Uh, the thing is, you don't want to trade. You don't want to bargain. You want to remain in your old. You're going to have to accept. He says, I, I, I want to give you joy, but you're going to have to give me that. And we say, I, I don't know. Why are you going to hold on to Sorrow. Why are you going to hold on to these things that are messing up your life? God says, give it to me. I got something better. Come on, I want to trade. This, this, is, a, this is a great trade. Come on. Hard times, I'll give you some better times. Come on. 
going through some struggles financially, I'll bless you financially. Just trade it in. Just trade in these things. Trade in your thoughts. He, he wants you to trade it in. Let's not lose our love while we serve, church. Come on. It's time to upgrade. It's time to upgrade, church. Remember when you first got saved? I remember that day. It's, time, it's, it's good to look back that way. It says don't, 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 don't dwell on the former things, but it's good to reflect. There's always a time to reflect on God. Not on the bad. Don't reflect on the bad. See, we're so good at looking at the bad. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I remember. No, no, don't look into the bad. Don't look to that. But to reflect on his goodness. I mean, now there's times that you got to understand that what brought you here in the first place. What brought you here, amen? Remember when you were lost and bound and you were on your way out, amen? You came because you wanted a fresh start and God did something in your life, amen? We have to go back to the altar when you first got saved. How in love you were. Remember that? Man, you got up and that first week, man, you were just so in love with God. You were telling everybody at work what, what happened. You're telling your family everything. Ah, and they were making fun. I don't care. God loves you. Ah. You were excited. I guess it was just only me. Amen. You do anything for God. Come on. Remember that? Now we've got to twist your arm or we've got to bargain you. Give you a gift card. Come on. You, you trusted him for everything. You put all your hope in him, all your faith with him. You were so happy, amen, to throw the trash. Can I throw the trash? Can I, can I, can I? And now we give you a trash bag. You're like, uh, I got to go. Man, remember people doing things without them being asked. What are you doing? I got it. We got to throw the trash out. Oh, it's already done. Oh, thanks. You know, now we're like, well, it's not my ministry. You know, I'm not the leader. You blame it on leader. I'm not the leader. Like, what made that a rule? Now it's like, you know, just do it. It's in your heart. Do it. See a piece of paper? We're like, oh, yeah, sure, get it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Like you, you can't bow down and pick some. I see papers. I pick it up. That bugs me. <laughs> you know? If I see something in the restroom dirty, I clean it. I don't want to just wait all, oh, I got somebody. I clean it. They may ask what's happening. What are we doing? They'll ask me, and I say, I, I, I'm cleaning. I just seen this. Oh, we'll take care of it. Well, I seen it, and I, I did it. You're okay. No biggie. I love to do this. My church. My church is a reflection of who I am. So I'm going to take care of it. And we should take ownership. Ownership of what belongs. Don't just say, oh, someone to do it. Oh, it's brother so-and-so's job. Sister so-and-so's job. No, no. It's there in front of you. Do it. <laughs> Take some, take some pride and say, man, this is my church. This is your church, right? You, let me tell you. You want to throw the trash? Go for it. <laughs> I won't get mad. <laughs> Nobody will get mad. Man, I get people to clean up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I help here? Praise God. Can I throw that? Go right ahead. It blesses me when people come and just do it or it's, just, it's been done. They know what needs to be done. It's been done. But we come in and we get our thing. We don't accept. 
and we walk out. That's what people are doing in the church today. They're coming in, they're receiving, it's me and me, and all of a sudden, boom, it's over, clock out. No Christian, PCLB out. See you on Wednesday. Boom. Maybe if you came up here with a sincere heart and accepted, God would do something in your heart. Bring that stirring. You say, it'll be you. It's in all of us, church, because he's in us. If we're Christ, then we're going to have his, his, his mannerism. We're going to have his character. That's why you've got to pray for the, the, uh, the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, patience, self-control. Those are all characteristics of God. And if that's inside of us and Christ lives inside of us, then we're displaying that. We'll do what he does. He came, he served. He washed feet. He didn't say, well, I'm going to have one of my leaders wash the feet. No, he did it. He didn't wait. He did it. He responded to the need. He responded because that's in his heart. That's his nature. Remember when you got saved? You're doing everything. You're so happy. You're so happy even being used. I can usher. You're excited. Now we got to beg people. Want to usher? Oh, no, I don't feel good. Now I got to say what might be other day. You know, we, 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 what happened to serve? I'm pretty sure your, your viejo would get excited if you were up here. Look at my look at my husband. Look at my look at my viejo. I'll... We used to get excited when somebody new was serving. Like, oh, look at so-so, yeah. Like, right? Just like the humility of Marcos when he prayed. Like, oh, you get You got You got You see how he took a deep breath. I want to make sure I'm doing a good job for him. That was love. Let me tell you, that was genuine. That wasn't fake, church. I didn't say, you know what, hey, just pretend like it's like, just do this and watch it. It'll go. Whoa. No, it's, it's genuine. That's, that's what we got to be is genuine. If we're not careful, church, we can still serve. We can still come to church, be busy for God, but without love. Let's not be like the church of Ephesus in, in, in Revelation 2, amen, where the angel writes, I, I know your deeds, I know your hard words, I, I, I don't hold this against you, but, but, but I hold this against you, you lost your first love. Some of here, some of us here today, we lost that loving feeling. Oh, that loving feeling, right? Some of you guys don't remember. Top Gun is coming back. <laughs> but we lost that loving feeling. We were so in love with God doing the things that we do. Now we just do it because out of duty. Now we do it because we don't want to go to hell. Now we do it because, you know, we're, this is our ministry. Now we do it because, you know, you can come without Instead of saying, I do it because I love God. I just love God. I preach because I love God. I do the things I do because I love God. That's it. They, I, come on, I, don't, I don't get no, no six-figure income here. Hallelujah. Come on, I don't get paid mega bucks. Amen. Uh, that keeps me here preaching. It's my love for God that keeps me preaching. It's my love for God that helps me come uh, week after week, year after year, now going over 18 years. It comes to this church. Why? Because I love God. I love to preach the good news. I, I love to, to preach what he puts in my heart. Amen. I love people. Remember you used to get on your knees for him? Let's not lose our first love, church. 
And if you lost it, get it back. Get it back. It's time to upgrade. Get it back. Do something different. Get back and say, this is what I'm going to do, and then just do it. You'll fall back in love to get up early and pray. You'll fall back in love to read his word. You'll fall back in love once you start to do the things that you need to do. You know, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different when you put on this new, when you press the accept button. But after a while, it becomes falling back in love. Falling back in love. That's, that's it. We're not here just to get our ticket and go to heaven. We're here because we love Jesus. And one day I'm going to see him face to face. Why? Because I love him. Time to upgrade. Sing a new song. Change the record. Come on, some of you guys are playing that same song over and over and over. It's not, but it's not even godly songs. It's just blue songs. Oh, my ear sucks. Change the record. Come on, go on iTunes. Find something different. Something that will pick you up. You know what I listen to a lot? I'm going to see a victory. I like, I love that song. Love, what God tended for good, he turns for, for, uh, tended for evil, he turns for the good. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Do you want a victory? Then change your song. Come on, sing. It says, sing a new song unto the Lord. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise, not a complaining noise. Not a, that says like that, that banging cymbal. Like, Guys are just singing the song. My life is broken. My car is broken. Make a joyful song. You want something from the Lord? Tell him. Don't complain about it. He'll give it to you. He has everything, church. Car is no problem for him. Finances are no problem from God. There is no problem from God to give you. But you got to press the accept button. Let me close with some scripture for this church right now. And we'll end. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, He who began a good work will complete it. What he started in your life, what you did when you came and accepted Jesus Christ, he will complete it. Things that he has spoken over you, he will complete it. Revelations chapter 3, verse 8 says this. He has opened a door that no one can shut. Come on, the doors that have been opened, no one can shut that. The devil can't shut it. Your family can't shut it. If God opened it, it remains open for you. Come on, somebody. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then Will you call on me? Come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. If you seek me, find me. If you, you will seek me and find me, and when you seek me with all your heart. When you seek him with all your heart, you're going to find the Lord, church. Come on, you. if you go looking for him, you'll find him. He wants to bless you, church. It's time to upgrade. It's time to upgrade. Don't get comfortable. Don't take the the comfort of 2019 into 2020, church. It's time to open. Amen? It's awesome.